It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, welcome back to Generation Skywalker. This is our epilogue show for Attack of the Clones month. It is the final show. It's been a hell of a month, and these boys have been amazing all the way through it. I've got with me Dan Burgess. Good evening, Dan. It is with great reluctance that I have agreed to this calling. <laughs> yeah, I've got Jez with me. Good evening, Jez. Good evening. It is Craig Spivey. Good evening, Craig. Hello. It's been a real. Hectic month for us. I mean, we've worked our socks off getting out.、Uh, well, this, this is the tenth podcast, but most of them have been enhanced. There's a couple of unboxings in there. There's a Skywalker blast, a couple of competitions. What else am I missing? We've done all sorts of them. We, I mean, the Joe Caster new posts across our social media. It has been a big, big month. Jez, I'm going to come to you. Okay,、uh, podcast wise, can you just take us through? I mean, I mean, people have probably been listening. Can you just give us like a thirty-second overview of what we have done? It's been a game changer. We we start off, and you'll see the progression, the change in all of us with regards to our, I don't know, the the standing of the film in our eyes at the beginning. So we had a initial right, what are our thoughts? Then we had the commentary.、Uh, we've had an excellent interview by superfan Matthew, which was really so positive to hear. More on that later, I'm sure. But then we've delved into the detail with regards to the art. The sound, the costumes—you know—it's been great to see. Just more and more, just as the month has gone on, and、uh, yeah, I'm just so proud of what we've collectively done. It's been a, a real eye and ear opener. Just, just before we do move on, has anyone purchased anything to do with Attack of the Clones? Has this month made you think? <laughs> do you know what? I want to go and spend some money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Well, you know, I wasn't a, a modern collector, so this isn't just about me not buying、um, Attack of the Clones stuff. 
it, it's changed yeah it's changed all sorts for me so vintage collection i got myself a uh, obi-wan kenobi vintage collection carded figure i also then went back after we did the toys <laughs> episode and i looked at what was my favorite there which was the sam we saw one which came with the uh, mask so i got that from the saga collection and i also got an anakin skywalker with the uh, action uh, from the saga collection as well i think there was a I think there was a fourth <laughs> I think there was a fourth item that may well come to me uh, but yeah Zam Weasel, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin I've had plenty more on my watch list the Genosin Battle Arena um, is, it's come very close on a couple of occasions it is a great arena now Craig obviously you unboxed a water maze uh, which we've obviously given one away to as well anything else on top of that on top of two water mazes, uh, I bought the <laughs> WA7 on WAS, the, the server droid from Dex's Diner, three and three quarter inch, and I opened her up, she sat on the bar. Brilliant. That's brilliant. I love that. That's a, a great pickup. Uh, Dan? Not a sausage. Not a sausage. I'm Unfortunately. I've been weighing up some of those hot toys. I might, I might, yeah, uh, so have I. Which one, which one takes your fancy the most? Probably the clone. Cool. I don't think I've actually bought anything either apart from my sticker album. Me saying you're a disgrace. So we're starting to delve. Jezza seems to have an attack of the clones focus all of a sudden. So very interesting. And Craig's collecting water mazes. Bet no one else can say that this month. But there's, bet that's not even said at all around the whole globe, Craig. I found some Harry Potter ones. Have you? Yeah, I'm not into Harry Potter, but I am into water mazes. So, boys, it's been, it has been hard work. We've, you know, we have recorded, we've edited, we've enhanced. There's, there's been so much going on behind the scenes. But although it's been hard work and you've got to try to juggle your time with your work, you know, it's not, this isn't a full-time job. It's been a fun pressure to get the stuff out, I would say. I've enjoyed producing what we've been putting out and the content we've been putting out. So what I would like to ask you all is, okay, what is your one standout moment for yourselves from what we've produced over the theme month? It's so hard to pick one. It has been, like you say, a lot of fun. And, you know, I remember when you sent over the little presentation PDF of some of the things that, you know, you were proposing that we covered this month. It's like, we're going to do an Attack of the Clones month. Who's in? I'm like, well, okay. You know, I'm along for the ride. But I've really, you know, I've really enjoyed it. And I've learned so much. And every show has shown me a different aspect of the film. But you're asking for one standout, aren't you? Which is really hard. I kind of want to say Dan talking about some of the couture elements of the costumes. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, <laughs> But I think for me, because I've been involved in a, in a lot of them, both on the recording side and putting them together, the one I wasn't was the Matthew Schoenfelder interview because, you know, you, you did that. You organised that. You, you you recorded that. You edited it. You know, I stuck the graphic on. We put it out. So I actually got to listen to that as a punter, as a listener. And I thought it was brilliant. It was just so nice to hear such an articulate gentleman talk about these films in a positive way. And, and I got a lot out of that. It was a really, um, I think, yeah, that was a standout moment from the month. Yeah, lovely chap. And, you know, obviously I've only met him through getting him on for this interview. But, um, yeah, he's always posting on his groups, regardless of the interaction. He's there day in, day out, posting stuff in those groups. So go and check them out. Craig? I heartily agree with you, sir. I thought that was an outstanding one. I really enjoyed it. The positivity coming out of that was off the hook. The Jocasta New Elements took me a while to figure out what that was all about due to my lack of knowledge of the movie. But getting all of those fun facts and trivia out, I thought was brilliant. Some really, really good insider stuff there. Is that my top? This is such a politician's answer, trying to get my message on point. I think my thing was 
again, going back to Craig, we recorded the sound episode, and you know right from the beginning I was talking about the phenomenal sounds. And I think it was Craig who said, like, the next day, I don't think I'm going to watch a movie in the same way again. Or there was something where you just said, you, you watched the movie, and after what we did on that sound analysis show, I think it's just given us such a heightened appreciation for the for the work which goes in with it, you know, the foley and everything else. But this whole, this whole experience, I'll I tell you one thing very, very quickly. I've been away with work for the last few nights, or last few days, rather. And last night, I was just thinking oh, I'll just put something on I'll watch something I've watched the attack of the clones so much I watched episode three and I wouldn't have done that before this month I wouldn't have just of my choice of all the stuff available to watch I wouldn't have put episode three on but I've enjoyed this experience so much I want to know what's next brilliant that was me that had been to see a film with the sounds I went to see Doctor Strange at the cinema with the sun, and I was sitting there like really paying attention to the sounds and I don't think I've ever <laughs> watched a movie at the cinema quite like that I, you know you, you go to the cinema don't you and you do notice sounds in certain movies and stuff and yeah I was just sitting there really focusing on it and you're kind of like what are you doing <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> that wasn't the intended outcome yeah uh Dan stand out for you I think our bread and butter, really. The toys, I thought the toys show was, was excellent. I think the way that we contextualise, you know, not just the, the, the saga range, but also all the other Attack of the Clones toys that have come out in the years that have gone by. I don't think anything out there else out there exists like that. I don't think anyone else has done anything like that. I think it's a good a good two hours of, of uh, visual and audio content. I think, you know, just the whole, I mean, for me, the commentary, I love recording those because it's just like sitting around with your mates watching watching a movie. I thought that was that was really good, really good fun. I know you were you were dying at the end of the film when I listened back to it, Stu, but I really enjoyed it. It was good fun. I think it just it's the whole the whole month just I suppose lets you take a step back and think back twenty years what you were doing, where we are now and with a bit of time and distance you can appreciate the films a little bit more and, and not look so much on the negatives. Because they are still there but maybe not as strongly as I once felt. I've loved everything we've, we've actually put out. I think it's been a real learning curve from sounds and costumes and the art to interviewing Matthew and just having someone on that was so... It didn't matter that there, there was things in there that he didn't like, but his opinion was that was their vision. So that's what they produced. So enjoy it for what it is. And it did maybe look at look at everything in a different light. And I'm going to agree with you, Dan. I mean, for me, sitting down at the very start of the month and watching a movie with you boys makes a different experience we had it with the holiday special we also had it with this two things which are generally really low on star wars fans radars but i've loved watching both of them with you i think that that first viewing i mean if we were to watch it again now the difference i think in the conversation would be vast because of what we have discovered over the last uh, 30 31 days but yeah it's been it's been fun just uh, knocking up the whole month with you boys i've, I've enjoyed uh, everything we've done on there i'll tell you what else has been really nice well, obviously with obi-wan coming out Ewan's been coming out and, and Hayden Christensen talking about fans reactions to the prequels now and how they appreciate it much more and they have got you know young kids coming up to them saying oh, they're, not, they're not young kids anymore they're adults saying oh, I grew up with these movies I loved them and I think that's given them a new lease of life as well I also point to our committee the new concept of a show which we did was released two days ago and I'm sure people are disagreeing with us online Craig and Jez came up with some really random things and then voted for them really high so our top 10 of the Attack of the Clones best moments is really really random there is a few real shockers in there and some things missed out that um, maybe should have been in there but that was great fun to edit because of Craig I think you chose something quite left field and then put it as your number one so it, it hammered right up our list 
<laughs> it really disjointed yeah. the list. But he wasn't the only one in there. Just I'm just that was just a yeah. It was quite interesting. I think Yoda's big line at the end missed out on the top ten because of us. Some of our voting. Well, that now I good. know how to play the numbers for the next ones. It was a good fun show to put together as well. Coming back to that, it was good. So we've done this on all our other epilogues. I think a, a nice montage now of the best bits for you to listen to. And if there's something you've missed and you hear it in here, go back and check it out. It is the 1st of May. This is the start of our Attack of the Clones anniversary month. You look around my house and the only thing you could say loosely associated would be the reek, which is coming from my 17-year-old son's bedroom. If, if, if you go into it with a smile and you're going to have a good time, Star Wars does not let you down. This whole hanging your hat on the love element, which just didn't say Star Wars. So it's this sort of fantasy version of historic record that have turned into legend and it's it's very, very evocative of romance, which is what they were trying to put on the screen. The first 100 seconds of Attack of the Clones are quite possibly the best 100 inaugural seconds of sounds since A New Hope. And the, the, the sand part to me always reminded me of a foreshadowing of what better place to hide his future twins than on a planet full of sand where he came from because you would think he would never go back. Um, this was based on a, an antique lace bedspread that Trisha Bigger found and obviously they only had a certain amount of material available of that and because it was antique and they couldn't get any more the team in Australia produced more of it they created 300 yards of this French knit braid and scroll work to combine the meld with the panels that they did have gave you episode one and it also gave you episode six Return of the Jedi and it made you think wow this this is everything this is the Soul Saga this is the defining moment one more piece in that in that arc of the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker like us Star Wars dark don't we I recorded the mating calls of penguins as they came back from the Antarctic to little Phillip Island in Melbourne says Wood other sounds came from when I was up in the rainforest. I was in a flying fox habitat area and they let me get close to two flying foxes. One of them had a banana, but the other one wanted it, so they started fighting. They were really mad. I recorded the whole thing. So for the Genosians, Ben combined mating penguins and fruit bats fighting over a banana. I don't know what you'd call it, really. It's just almost like the, the Hitler moustache of lipstick, isn't it? She's just got that little bit of the middle of her lip in the centre there with lipstick applied and everything else is, um, is white. For episode two, Lucasfilm wanted to be very focused on a specific audience, namely kids and core Star Wars junkies. Lucasfilm is also targeting teenage girls and women because of the movie's romance theme. Audiences not normally associated with Star Wars. You ask your auntie about Attack of the Clones, they're probably like you get a blank expression. You show them that meme, they'll, they'll know what they'll know what that is. <laughs> Tell you they won't. The Hitler moustache of lipstick. I reckon, yeah. Don't you think? It's a, it's a great line, isn't it? We'll put that on the on the uh, on the T-shirts. Blurb, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this line, there's a bit of nostalgia there, and a lot of it's tied to sort of the time I had with with my kids playing with this stuff. You know, Star Wars is just so so fun if you allow it to be. We have looked at this film from loads of different angles. What has been the most surprising or interesting thing you have learned about this film, which you didn't know on the 1st of May? I think the most interesting thing I learned was that Jedi hadn't seen Blade Runner. <laughs> That's the most shocking. <laughs> yeah. 
Have you seen it yet, Jez? <laughs> I went to see if it was available last night before I watched episode three, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was the sound show. I think just when we were doing, we were, when Jez was taking us through some of those, I suppose, exercises and kind of trying to listen, like you you described with your Doctor Strange, and just trying to listen through and pick out all the different sounds that were going on. And yeah, it's just a new appreciation. I think it's just giving me a new appreciation for the for the, for the sound of the movies that I never probably had before. Was it the penguin mating call? That was a good one. <laughs> Yeah, I know what they sound like now. Craig, learnt anything? So much, so much. I, I think some of it, it sort of falls into a couple of camps. There's, there's some stuff that I, that I certainly didn't know. And then there's just some stuff that I've, I probably knew at the time I've forgotten. So it was like discovering them all over again. Lots of stuff. Putting those Jocasta new facts together were great. And going back and doing a bit more research into them, I found really interesting. There wasn't a single show that we did that didn't have something that I was like, oh, yeah, didn't know that. I'm going to dodge the question. I'm going to say the most surprising and interesting thing I learned was about myself and just how much I'm mellowing in my old age. The rest of us haven't seen that yet. I know we're going to talk about, you know, the movie and now it sits with us a bit later on. But I, I, I certainly don't look at this piece of work with the uh, with the disdain I perhaps once did. Jez, you must have learned loads because especially <laughs> with regards to toys, because you I didn't know there was a battle arena and trying to buy one and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, the toys show blew my mind. That was incredible. And it's really opened up a whole new world for me. As someone who's looking at the vintage collection now, or original vintage figures and feeling a little bit priced out of market. So that was absolutely brilliant. But for me, I think it was probably the art show being led through by Craig talking all about the details, recognising so much about symbology or, or how things have been deliberately requested by Lucas. One of the things on the art show was about the Dr. Zhivago poster, how he said, no, right, yeah, I want the... I want our poster to be representative of this, very much like the Gone with the Wind one for Empire Strikes Back. And and looking at these different things and the devil in the detail with regards to the costuming and, and how things are all linked together, there's a lot more thoughts gone into these movies. And uh, I'm aware of that now. It's brilliant. On that, um, I, I've listened to the art show and the Attack of the Clones poster you spoke about, the, the Yoda IMAX poster. And that brought back a load of memories for me as well. So I don't know whether you guys remember or not, but when they released that in IMAX, they had to cut 20 minutes out of the film because back then the IMAX projectors could only carry so many reels of film. So it was a, it was a cut version of the film. And I've, it got me to think, I wonder what they cut out of the film. Did they cut out those love scenes or were they cutting out action? So that might be one to revisit. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, but I had that poster for a long time. It was great. I, I did end up selling it, but yeah, it was a great poster. It was really great hearing all that stuff you guys were talking about. What about you? What's been your favourite thing? Do you know what? From learning, it, it probably is the the sound show. Okay, I was on the sound show, and I probably didn't contribute quite a lot on that show. I think I sat back and was just listening, and was just like, "Wow, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, brilliant. That, that, and that." And I have since watched that film, and you're kind of like listening out. And I, I obviously put together the Across the Stars show, and there's there's a clip in there of Bember and uh, Matthew Wood going out. They, I don't I can't remember the name of the plane, but they record the one that first flew across the the ocean. Yeah, to, you know the the first plane made all the flights, and them on site recording those, and just how excited they are when they're doing their job. It's just those little things you probably don't understand how much goes into a film, really. So many people probably watch a movie, and if they don't like it, they just slag it off. But 
actually these people that are working on it the work that goes on those must be really disheartening when it flops all they get is sees bad reviews because the sounds alone i, I, I love that show i thought it was a, a really great piece of great piece of podcasting boys piece that we should be really proud of sort of they called it the world war one the b1 version the b1 bomber B1's version what of, i was thinking of yeah. yeah it was the um maybe i think with the big wooden propeller yeah seismic charges Stand by. We, we put a poll up to gauge what does Generation Skywalker's audience think at this point? Now, this poll was put up in the middle of the month. I think we'd had, well, it came out after the art show. So what was that? Our fourth show released. And I was interested to see what, what the Weird Generation Skywalker Facebook page actually thought of this as a film. And I was quite surprised by the uh, response. So we got over, oh, I think I left it up for 24, 48 hours. And we, we had 32 votes in that time. Um, you could rate it one to five star. Averaged out at 3.53 stars, which for me, when I see Attack of the Clones talked about online, I actually thought that was quite a good score, three and a half. I think so. I think my score, I mean, I voted four stars for this, and we'll get onto that in a minute. Before this month, I would have been at two stars with this film. So I have had a swing in this month. But I did find it quite interesting, but not as hated as I thought. Perhaps people are starting to go back with that nostalgia. I mean, Dave Tree said the Geonosis battle alone was worth the three stars. So there's definitely some some thinking in that. Do you know what, Stu? That's not that far away from the IMDb rating. You know, if you said three, three point five out of five, obviously they're out of ten. They've got six point six, so you know it's close. Yeah, yeah. I, it's definitely I was higher saying, than what I was expecting. But at the beginning of this, yeah, ratings wise, I think I would have been around about the two if we had done that. I went and watched it. I sat down last weekend and watched it with my son. Now he's eleven years old, and I just wanted to to watch him. And as soon as it ended, I brought him out to my computer and I just said, "Right, I want you to tell me whether you loved it or hated it." And he loved it. He's got this film in his top three, as you'll hear here. I'm here with my son Toby who has recently turned 11 and we've decided that we would watch Attack of the Clones this morning. It's about my 15th time this month but I wanted to get the opinion of a child of Attack of the Clones because all these shows, all our opinions this month have all been from an adult's point of view and like Matthew uh, Schoenfelder told me in my interview with him, you know, predominantly these films are made for children. So uh, Toby, welcome to Generation Skywalker. Hello. Hello. So we've watched Attack of the Clones this morning. Uh, what do you think of it? Very good. Very good. So you liked it. So you've probably watched probably all of the Star Wars films. I know all the sequels we went to the cinema to watch. Let's pick three. What were your three favourite scenes from the film? Well, when all of the Jedi were fighting near an end. Yep, great scene. And great choice. when Yoda and Count Dooku had a fight. Oh, yeah. So the arena fight yeah. and Count Dooku and Yoda. What about a third one? Probably, I have to say bit where he was um, sneaking around listening to um, Count Dooku. Right, so Obi-Wan. So kind of Obi-Wan's kind of yeah, little scene. investigation scene, which runs throughout the film. Mm. You've mentioned the arena scene. So all the Jedi. I mean, it's the first time we ever saw all the Jedi like that. I mean, there'd only ever been one or two in all the movies up to that point. So to have that kind of battle scene. Do you like the rest of the arena scene? Do you like the creatures? Oh, yep, I liked when that one hairy creature scratched um, scratched the Queen's back. Ah, right, so that's the cat-type creature, that one. That is called the Nexu. 
and the big one with the big pointy feet is an Ackley, and the big like dinosaur one with the broken tusk that is Reek. Fun fact about that dinosaur Reek. Well, he's a vegetarian, and the reason he had that red on his back is because he was forced to eat meat, and that wasn't very good, and that's why he got mad. But that's also why they managed to calm him and rise that one only. There you go, there you go. It sounds like you've been listening to Generation Skywalker over Generation Skywalker Anniversary Month of Attack of the Clones. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna um mention three things now, okay, and I would like to get your point of view on it. What do you think about the love story? I mean, you're a child. What do you honestly think when you're watching Anakin and Padme kind of fall in love? Does that interest you as a plot point? Do you remember the have Star Wars without them two being in love? Well, that is very true. That's very true. Very true. So you thought that was quite a... You thought it was well acted, their little picnic scene when he's frolicking on top of those kind of giant blow-up cow things. That was a mirror from a move, from another movie called Sound of Music. Yeah, yeah, that is. Sounds like you've been listening to Generation Skywalker Attack of the Clones Anniversary Month. <laughs> <laughs> what about Hayden Christensen? What about Anakin? What about him? What do you think about him as a as a character in this film? I think he might have over-dramatised a little bit. Okay, that's good. That's interesting. But I think he was a very good character, and yet again, just like Padme, there wouldn't be a story without him, because you wouldn't have Vader, and without Vader, you wouldn't have had Luke. From Attack of the Clones, who was your favourite character? Obviously, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, What's your favourite ship? Well, my favourite ship is that one that looks like a hole, and then a ship's in the middle. No, Obi-Wan's. Obi-Wan's classical ship. Yeah, okay, we'll call it the classical ship. Your favourite your favorite funny moment? Funny moment. I'm going to have to go with at a start scene. He was flying around in a ship and Anakin said to him, you don't like flying. And he said, no, I don't mind flying, but this is suicide. <laughs> he does, he does. That's well, well done, well remembered on that. What would you rate the film out of ten? Ten out Ma- of ten. Maximum points there, maximum points. And where do you rate it out of the eleven Star Wars films? In my in my list, I'd have to put that second after Revenge of a Sith. Okay, there you go. Second. Interesting. Well, Toby, thank you for coming out to Tiki421 to talk with me after we've watched that movie. Yep, I've really enjoyed this. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> I wish the people could see your face because you're a, you are a sarcastic little mini-me. Okay, well, <laughs> there you go. That is my son, Toby. Back over to the main show, which is where I am. And there you go. Like Matthew Schoenfelder said, these films were were made for children. They're always aimed at children. And coming from a child's mind, you can you can see that it works. They do like it. Now, boys, that is our audience's kind of view on it. Three point five three. Interesting. Let's go back to what we've done this month. We've already done our standout moments, and we've already done what we really appreciated. But I want to know not where we rank it, but. There were certain things we talked about in the prologue and in the in, in the commentary, the things we really liked and really disliked, and whether that has changed for any of you. After listening to Matthew's interview and his explanation of why Anakin doesn't like sand, to me, I thought that was wonderful. I really, really liked that. So now I, I don't mind that scene as much. There's plenty of what I didn't like. I'm now completely tolerant of 
and and I welcome it. And all the bits which I said I liked, I think I like even more. You yeah. can see where this is going. Yeah, Dan. I think the things I've got a problem with, I've still got a problem with some of it. There's two or three specific effect shots. There's a couple of scenes with Padme and Anakin, the Droid Factory, C-3PO. But I've always had a problem with those things and everything else around it i've always loved it i've always i've never said it's a bad movie and i never think they would i think the thing that's changed for me is that i always viewed the movie maybe it's stuff you see on youtube influencing you and getting into your head was that george lucas made that movie just to sell toys just to sell the technology it was a big advert for ilm but really when we started looking at you know whether it's the sound design or the art or the costumes the amount of work that went into those costumes you do you do appreciate more actually it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a, an advert it was it was a movie that a lot of people put a lot of heart and soul into so you take the bad bits away you recognize the work that went into it and i, I think it is a good film and i think it is getting some recognition now that it, it i think that it does it does deserve and i think I've always flip-flopped, you know, in the prequels, I think, you know, between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And for a long time, Attack of the Clones has sat below Phantom Menace. And some of that, I think, is Grant's influence. He's big, always pushing Phantom Menace. And I know he's a big fan of the nostalgia for that film more than, more than most. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough call. I think at the minute in my head, Attack of the Clones might have jumped above it. I made the point back in the prologue show about this film not being as great as the sum of its parts. and We've really done a number on breaking down those parts. And I certainly have got a whole new appreciation for some of the things that I didn't have an appreciation for. But as Dan says, there are still some bits in there that let it down. You know, I placed it very low. And I think I placed it very low because I feel or I felt that I'd not really finished with The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, particularly. You know, I still felt that I had watched them enough times. I've only seen Rise of Skywalker twice, which probably tells its own story. Now I look at that objectively. So all the shows we've done, particularly the ones that we've looked at specific topics, like art, sounds, the costumes, all really good. And you know, quite academic, but we did look at them with some rigor. You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't sort of a, a, a glib jaunt through. We did go to some uh, depth with that. I think what really affected me is that when we got to the clip show and watching some of that footage, and I think somebody mentioned it earlier on, just seeing how much love there was involved in the making of it and the innovation, and I, I think that really sort of emotionally sort of flicked a switch in me just to see that again and i would have watched those at the time i would have watched those extra features i would have watched those webisodes and and all that stuff but to look back on it was really quite affecting but this point that you know it has to be greater than some of its parts like a recipe you know there's no point having all these top-notch ingredients if the measurements are all wrong and one flavor dominates where it shouldn't and i had a friend who was he spoke the, the visual language of cars right a new car would come out and he'd go i love the the, the line on that and I love the proportion with the wheels to the you know the the, the, the size of the cars but the headlights are terrible and it ruins it you know and I I would look at <laughs> I'd look at the car in question and, and go oh, it's just a car but I, I think the point there is that you, you it can get derailed by clunky love scenes or tacked on droid factory scenes so you know I don't speak the language of cars I I like architecture right I'm not an architecture buff but I appreciate buildings to some degree and and if if it was a house 
on George Lucas Street, where he first built for numbers four, five, and six to a certain standard, and then went down to the other end of the road and started building one and two. They have the same proportions, and we've spent a bit of time looking at the windows and looking at the, the innovation and the craftsmanship and the design, but it's still got an ugly front door and it's got a tactile extension. And while it'll never be my favourite house in the street, it belongs there. It's a nice neighbourhood and I like to hang out. For me, I think it's improved vastly. I always had a bit of a problem with Anakin's or Hayden Christensen's acting, but actually having spoken to Matthew, having watched the clips, it's quite clear that that was what they were targeting. When you when I put the clips together, the casting of Anakin clip that's in there, a couple of minutes long, actually they, they tried out 400 different actors for this role. They chose him for a reason. That's how they wanted it. And the whole love scene doesn't bother me like it did. Yes, there's some poor dialogue in there, but it doesn't affect me like it did. The only thing I really haven't softened on and that is the droid factory. There's something about that scene that just irritates me from start to finish. But actually, do you know what? If that is a five, ten minute sequence in a two and a half hour film, so be it. I mean, all my favourite films have probably got something to take me out of it very slightly. But I mean, even just doing the committee with you boys, a couple of little things which I'd never really thought about. I mean, the Dooku Obi-Wan conversation, Craig, that you brought up didn't make the top ten. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, two great actors from two different generations both with this kind of attitude was such a good observation. And the same with you, Jez, the younglings, when they go in there, the innocent and that kind of warming of the children kind of discussion was also a really good point. Again, didn't make the top 10, but both of those points, those little tiny clips of how well the thing's made is, um, is sometimes lost, I think, in the bigger picture. Can I jump back? I had mentioned about how things had all changed on a positive stance for me. But actually, Dan ruined a bit for me when we did the commentary because he was talking about the R2-D2 and the timeline and, and the delays there. So going through this process, yes, I have learned to love a lot more, become more tolerant of it. But yeah, Dan did introduce a continuity error, which really, really bugs me and will do forever. That compilation one where you listen to everyone, Saturday Night Live, Night Show, all of those different experiences and the enthusiasm which the young actors in particular had yeah, it was wonderful you're right there was a lot of love in the creation of this made me realize how much i miss george lucas absolutely indeed well boys so that brings me to the big question about where we have this in our list so i've got in front of me where we had it so i'm, I'm going to come to you okay and i'm going to start with you jez because you said you had it in the bottom four it can move around your your thing was quite fluid it it moved regularly but out of 11 live action films you had it in your bottom four mm. but the poll on our, our Facebook <laughs> group you rated it a five which is a but that still burger. makes sense that still makes perfect sense i could rate them all five I could love them all, but I'll love one that a little bit more than the other. That's fine from a certain point of view. But so, but has has the positioning of this changed? Yeah, it was firmly established in the bottom four, probably closer to two. I think I was just being a little bit generous, trying to be a bit positive. But I can now absolutely say, completely hand on heart, that it's definitely left the bottom four. It's no longer in the bottom five either. Okay, so you're, you've got it in the top top six now. That's so it's gone up quite high. I mean, yeah, but to say top six rather than bottom four sounds a completely different conversation. So now, Dan, you had it bouncing between ninth and tenth. Now, what you've just said in your sum up, I'm, I'm guessing Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones were ninth and tenth. Mm. I'm disappointed in that. So you have got quite a few sequels in front of it. Now, you rated this three on the poll. Yeah. 
Phantom no, Menace. What, what is your bottom film out of interest? Last Jedi. So you've got the Rise Skywalker above Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. I did then, yeah. You're quite fortunate not to be booted from this conversation. Um, <laughs> where where have you got it now? I would say it is somewhere. It has moved up. It has definitely cleared the, the sequel trilogy. It's cleared Solo. And I'd say as we sit here today, it's beneath Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith. So same as Jez, probably in sixth. Right. So a big bump up for you as well. Now, Craig... I come to you, both me and you had this rock bottom. Has that changed for you? Hold on a minute. Yes. You were going to boot me off for having it to second from bottom. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, it has. It has. Uh, and that was a lazy, <laughs> it was a lazy answer in a show I was ill prepared for. But a gut feel was that, yeah, it's the, it's, it's the one I'm the least likely to put on on a rainy Sunday afternoon. But I think this experience is certainly bumped it up two places above the latter half of the sequel films most definitely um for all the reasons i've I've discussed okay I, i've i have lifted it quite a fair bit actually because so after i watched this with my son he sat over a couple of days and watched the sequel trilogy which i haven't returned to very often and i certainly haven't sat and paid attention to it for a while this film is far better than any of the sequel trilogy straight away having watched them again i think it's also in sixth i don't think it's better than the ot and i still have it as my least favorite of the three prequels but i think the disney films struggle to put any of them above this so for me it has it's had a really positive effect this this month of shows i mean i can't wait to do anniversary months of force awakens and that because they'll all just be shunting back up again won't they as we delve we delve into all of them i think this has a lot more credence than what i initially gave it on the first of may um, so anything else you boys want to bring up regarding our month i want to acknowledge the feedback of the people who contributed to the to the poll but also to those people who just you know engage with what we were doing it, it, it helps it helps us keep going through a through a month where there's a lot to do. So uh, so thank you to everyone who's who liked one of the facts or retweeted one of our shows, started to give us a follow on the social media. It's uh, it's all appreciated. Now, Craig, you've just returned from Celebration. A Celebration you, store I, was in full swing for Attack of the Clones. Now I don't want you to list everything in there, but there is a couple of fun things that you could have, uh, and you probably still can get hold of if anybody's interested. Yeah, I mean this stuff wasn't released until. The, the week before so we were all wondering as we were going through the month just how lucasfilm were going to celebrate their 20-year anniversary of attack of the clones and the answer to that is with their tongue firmly in their cheek because there's some really fun uh, items uh, produced as part of celebration but it'd be nice to go through pick a few highlights yeah now did you pick anything up well you know what it's like trying to get in that store you know i was like <laughs> I was laying down with tiki's. Well, how about then? Okay, I hope you've all got it open on your screen, the store. If you all were there, you could buy one item. What would you have purchased? Well, I feel a little bit vindicated for highlighting the uh, aspect of the meme in the committee show because there's a T-shirt of the now classic Obi-Wan looking confused with the statement visible confusion underneath it. So I think that's really nice. It's 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 Lucasfilm acknowledging its place in pop culture and, and playing with it. So I think that's quite sweet. I'd go with the uh the beach towel with Anakin with uh I hate sand it gets everywhere printed across it. That's genius. Nice. Jez? Zen Garden one hundred percent 
There are times in my life when I could do that. The t-shirts are great, though. Yeah, I think you're right. The Zen Garden's good fun as well. I like the, um, well, especially in the committee, we gave a lot of love to Dexter's Diner. I love it. They, they did a patch with your favourite droid, Craig, some coffee mugs, travel cups, a neon sign. It was really great that they acknowledged such a small part of that movie in such a such a fantastic way. Yeah, I think the T-shirts, I think there's some T-shirts that are brilliant. I love the WrestleMania, play on WrestleMania. It's good. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'm quite surprised. I can see Dan in that Django Fett windbreaker. It's the kind of thing I see you rocking up to, just generally, just everyday life. With the matching Jedi training beanie. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Craig, I can see you in the clone pattern butt-up shirt as well, with a little waistcoat over the top. Yeah, it looks a bit shiny. I don't know whether it's that. It's a bit, um, not sure about the shininess of it. Before we close out Attack of the Clones Month, anything, any final thoughts about this movie? Anything that we've not mentioned in this show that maybe should have had a nod? I think for me, I think we've said, you know, what we think of the films would be good, you know, for people to go back and who might be a little bit sceptical still just to, you know, give our shows a listen and maybe go back into it with an open mind and see if we change their minds at all. Definitely. Just to restate what I said earlier, really, thanks for the, everybody who's clicked play on any of this stuff, because if I'd have seen it over a month ago, would I have engaged with a lot of Attack of the Clones stuff when there's so much else out there demanding my attention? Maybe, maybe not. So um, I hope the people who've been on the journey with us has, have enjoyed it. Definitely. To me, it was just probably wasn't looking at the film as we should be looking at it. But I think everything from the CGI, OK, perhaps some of that hasn't held up over the years as, as technology's improved but some of the casting is brilliant in this film the love story i think i've softened to i understand it a little bit more the art was wonderful to delve into the costumes were brilliant to delve into trisha bigger what a star on this show i mean some of those costumes three to four months to make one costume is incredible the sound show was amazing even the discussion on cosplay and people do must like this because like we said on the costume show so many people cosplay so many of those different padme outfits yes some of the dialogue's bad but i I think there's more good points outweigh the bad so seriously if you're only just logging in for this show and you don't like attack of the clones just go and pick a couple of our shows that we've done this month and re-listen to them and just think, actually, this film's better than what I first gave it credence and then go and watch it again because I know we're going to be watching it on a weekly basis for the next 10 years. Fact. If you want to go and check out what we've been doing, go over to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for Generation Skywalker. You can go back. There's been posts on all sorts, the toy posts and, of course, the Jocasta New posts, which which were fascinating in themselves, even if you're just a Star Wars fan. Some of those facts were brilliant. Some of the stuff I didn't know before this month. And they've been beautifully put together by Craig. A lot of love's gone into them. So go and check them out. Go and check out We Are Generation Skywalker on Facebook, where we do have lots and lots and lots of discussion going on. And that will uh, advance into June as we return to our normal schedule. Make sure you check out all the podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find them. And obviously, most of these were enhanced with a couple of unboxings thrown in there. Go out and check out our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Really does help us. Just those little things. But um, yeah, okay. Just search for Generation Skywalker on YouTube. But boys, it's been great. I've loved it. I can't wait to do another anniversary month. I think Return of the Jedi is probably the next next year. But it is for this show and for Attack of the Clones month. Goodbye from Dan. I need to go home and rethink my life. You said it. And it is goodbye from Craig. Wham, bam. Thank you, Zam. (laughs) And it is goodbye from Jez. Then we decided to come and rescue you. Good job. (laughs) And it is goodbye from me. 
We're Generation Skywalker. All eras, all passions, all Star Wars. <laughs>